0: thanks for joining us for the small talk big ideas podcast a podcast to enrich your soul where we have conversations with inspiring people about all things property business and life and now the host of small talk big ideas ian Ugate.
1: Today on Small Talk, Big Ideas, our podcast is with Joel and Bianca. They are part of my talented team and probably the most talented in my team, but don't tell anyone else that. Uh, they have an incredible story of going from just buying property because you can to really having a strategic direction and also helping me save my business. Enjoy Small Talk, Big Ideas. You can follow us on all the social media channels and you can find me at ianugate.com.au where there's lots of information that you can download for free. Enjoyed today's podcast. So um, we've done a few things together in the last few years. Yeah, we have. Started with Joel joining my program. Mm-hmm. I actually started with you listening to a podcast about yeah, it's like, podcasts, podcast. Yep. Um, and then ended up being a student. Then said that Bianca should work for us. And I said, <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs> Why not?
1: <laughs> you're only saying that because she's your girlfriend, <laughs> and you're supposed to say that. Um, she started working with us, and now you're working with us too, which is awesome. Uh, we can talk about that later. Why don't we start right back to the beginning? Joel, you're from Victoria. Victoria. Tell yep. about how, um, growing up. And...
0: Um, I grew up southeast suburbs of Melbourne, sort of far out near kind of Beaconsfield, Berwick Way. Grew up playing a heap of sport: footy, basketball. wasn't bad. wasn't a bad sportsman. <laughs> did better at sports than I did at school, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess I was heavily involved in the footy club, um, toward the end while I was...
1: So what sort of footy? Because you say footy it could be been three different things.
0: Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Uh, so it was AFL. AFL. I mean, Victoria, you know, you'd probably yeah. read into it. It's probably going to be AFL. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I was doing some construction work down there after I finished, um, after I finished school and, uh, it's just, it wasn't for me, hey. It's just... Year 10, the... year 12? No, I, fi- I finished, yeah. I finished school. I did year 12. Um, finished that and then yeah I was doing just doing some um underground drilling which we do a bit of in the development industry yeah so, so when, you,
1: when so when you came out of school and went into construction that's what you were doing yep underground, yep. Boring.
0: underground drilling yeah yeah right that uh, the
1: days they were, or they probably advanced a little bit more
0: nowadays so it was back in the bed boring and, and grunt mat days and um the direction of drills were just starting to come in yeah. yeah and so more guys were getting drills and um the guys that I, that I was working for down there all they do now is just directionals yeah, yeah. yep
1: It's amazing what they do because we've had a couple of different, um, I did a job in Sydney actually and there's this weird little block and it was, I think it was 67 square meters this block of land and it was a shed and somehow they chopped the shed off, you know, 50 years earlier to be able to have a separate title. Yeah, right. So this young guy bought it and the back laneway didn't have any water so they couldn't get water to the place so we had to bring it in and they did a directional um, wall around the corner 90 degrees into the laneway and then all the way up. It was like about 150 metres yeah, yeah. Wow. to watch. And mm-hmm. it was really early on when so it was still a bit. Yeah. Is this work? Where is this going bit. to come out? <laughs> At one point it got really close and sort of you could see the ground moving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they went back down under. So um, what did you do after uh, um, the directional boring?
0: So I, yeah, I was in Victoria living in Melbourne. And I just, I hated, I hated the cold. I, just didn't didn't like I thought there's got to be more so I actually applied for uni um up on the sunshine coast I was had a choice between Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast and what did you do uh majored in uh business tourism
1: business tourism mm, mm so a degree in business tourism yeah
0: yep so I just drove up we won the flag I was playing at Gembrook 2004 I got um accepted into uni midway mid, mid-semester and then uh, nah, I think we were, we were good we were looking good to win the flag so I, I put it off for six months we won the flag and then um yeah that summer I just drove up drove up the sunny
1: coast yeah so for anyone else who doesn't play AFL the flag means the, the, yeah, the competition the premiership the, the yeah premiership. um so I then came up here and got that Bianca you were already up here
2: yeah so I'm sunshine. so just
1: start while you're back all the way from conception <laughs>
2: Well, when a man and a woman, (laughs) no, so um, I'm Sunshine Coast, local, born and bred and um, yeah, grew up here, went to school here and I did, um, I moved to Melbourne for about a year and then moved to Sydney and just sort of in my early twenties and just sort of finding my feet and where I wanted to be and moved around a lot, I guess. And then yeah, ended back up on the Sunshine Coast and just realized it's one of the most amazing places and I probably needed those experiences to. Yeah. find it out to to figure it out. Yeah,
1: your family, your dad and mum, and like your whole family grew up next to family. Um, yep. So tell us about because you've got a, you know, they've got a beautiful property up on the escarpment looking down at the coast. Yeah, Do yeah. You talk about
2: that. Yeah, sure. So um, my grandparents, um, they have this beautiful, beautiful. Um, Block of land or residential land that looks out over the Sunshine Coast. And originally it was just my grandma and my granddad, and they had their children there. And how many acres was it? Oh, I think it was 10. Yep. 10. And um, yeah, they, so they brought the family up there. And then as um, their kids grew up, they actually did um, a couple of subdivisions and they created two separate lots of land one for my uncle and then one for my dad. So we've got this little no through road where you would drive past grandma and granddad. Wave to your uncle, and then you'd go down to our house um, at the bottom there. So, yeah, it was really nice. And your
1: granddad only passed away recently, for yeah. the last
2: few years? Yeah, about probably 18 months ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah.
1: Um, and he served in the war as well he did yeah yeah because i saw yeah. a couple of photos about that um just recently with all his medals and stuff yeah um so realistically your family's been in subdivision development for a long time <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> apparently <laughs> it goes it's way in, back it's in, in, in the family <laughs> it's in my blood <laughs> um
1: and uh, it's still in the fam two of the three is still in the family yeah yeah that's yeah. right yeah, yeah. So, um you went to school locally you work locally moved away came back Mm -hmm. Um, you've got a whole bunch of skill sets yeah that that have developed overish I mean you're not that old not that old you've been working say 10 12 years right Um, but you've got a huge amount of skill sets where did all that come from
2: um I think just curiosity like um, my my predominant background, I would say, is customer service, um, sales, and I think I've done that over a lot of different industries, I guess. So I've picked up skills as I've gone along the way. I've got my own personal interests in health and wellness, and um, personal development, and human psychology. So I f- feel like just purely through cur- curiosity and learning, um, yeah, I've developed a skill set. Um, along the way I don't really have a badge or a, you know I am this <laughs> so, yeah, so there's no
1: technical qualification that you've got
2: no no it's
1: interesting that a lot I've of done people...
2: I've done a lot of certificates and diplomas and things like yeah. that but I haven't um, you know didn't go to uni or anything like that
1: yeah it's interesting a lot of people that are very successful very wealthy very knowledgeable I haven't got a qual hundred percent when I was doing we started a business um, called coequity which was about <clears throat> Uh, business owners that had exited their business with a successful exit yep. that were sitting at home board could come back into smaller businesses and put their input and take an upside of the um, of the business yeah and um, we had to do research about qualifications or whatever The it was about just over 30 percent of people that have a degree are using it in their field so that means that 70 percent of people are just not using their degree mm. at all Yep. yep. A couple of questions there. So, firstly, what were you doing when you were working?
0: Um, so, I was, firstly, I was just working in hospitality on the coast here um, and then started driving earth moving machinery
1: uh, um, on the coast. On the coast, <clears> yeah. <throat> and uh, during that time, you know, you've moved away from your family. Um, did you find it difficult to make ends meet or you just, you know, you always had work? Yeah, no. It was, and we were uni students, you know, like we just made it work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. yeah. Did you live with others? Uh, so f- when I first moved up for the first year, we, I lived out at, uh, it's called Uni Central, so it's on campus Oh, I know Uni Central. And yeah. then- uh, They sell uh, units to investors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they shit. <laughs> yeah, no good. Um, and then after after a year, uh, a bunch of us got together and we rented a house in Maloolba.
1: Co-tenancies. Mm-hmm. So um, you then at some point in time with the earth moving had the experience to go out and start working in mines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you had this excess cash, uh, you decide that you need to get into property. Mm. What, um, what did you decide to do? I heard,
0: um, someone at work talk about a little (laughs) suburb called Gunnedah (laughs) (laughs) and I thought that sounds pretty good (laughs) (laughs) and have a look at that. And, uh, this old sleepy little town in New South Wales and I had a look and, um, a lot of the houses there were positively geared. They were, the, the rent was paying for them. So I thought, that's...
1: That's you. That's me. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm
0: going to do. So then I went and looked for a house in Gunnedah. So I no education?
1: No. Just heard from someone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Word, oh, mate, you got to buy in Gunnedah. Yeah, 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 you got to
0: have a look. And then <laughs> yeah. there was some newspaper article that Gunnedah is the place to be. Yeah. It's on the rise.
1: <laughs> well, it is now. <laughs> it's um, moving. <laughs> uh, and so you bought out there?
0: Yeah, I did. Yep. happy with that? Um, Actually... <laughs> Well, it hasn't. It hasn't been bad. It hasn't cost me money, but, um, it, but it hasn't grown in capital. It hasn't grown, no. Mm-hmm. Maybe like I, if that was in two thousand and twelve, maybe, and mm-hmm. it might have gone up
1: thirty grand. Yeah, it's maybe mo- it's moving now. It's moving strongly now. Then <laughs> um, everyone that's listening to this, I'm going to go buy and because <laughs> I heard it on a podcast, <laughs> and that would be the biggest mistake of their life. Um, <laughs> interesting zoning too. Yeah. Um, is it neighborhood three or something like that Neighbor yeah, five it's like uh... it was b5 yeah b5 yeah, that's it yeah yeah and had like, restrictions we yeah trying to do stuff on there i i spoke to the council one as well planners, yeah. she got to the stage where she goes i really shouldn't be talking to you anymore <laughs> <laughs> said, you like me um you then that's the first property you bought yeah next property and
0: the next one was the one that um bianca and i are currently living in mm. so um I again I just had some surplus cash and it was back in the days when you could get a 95% lend quite easily um, and so I had some saved up and I wanted to live near the beach and I was previously looking for I was looking at apartments and stuff along sort of the beachfront and I had to look at quite a few and um, while I was away at work one of my mates rung me and he's like, oh, you know that little house that we used to, that we lived in, him and Lenz, Al and Lenz, they lived there and Grace lived there for a while. This house, everyone's sort of lived in this house, you know. My friend lived there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Like Everyone's lived in this and, house. Uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah. He's like,
0: yeah, it's, it's for sale. i
2: go, like, oh, no way.
0: Checked it out and um, the auction, it was going to auction and uh, it was going to auction. Um, I was only home for a seven-day period. It was like going to auction while I was home. I thought, okay, I'll, I'll drop in and I'll have a look and yeah, I'll, I liked what I saw. I didn't, I didn't bid at auction. Um, wasn't registered to bid. Um, but it did you get, it got passed in. Luckily. Uh, luckily it got passed in, yeah. And it was like, it was fairly, it was fairly run down, overgrown. Um, the guy that owned it, um, he lived overseas. So there'd been no, no sort of maintenance or anything. And, um, yeah. There was a bunch of people at the auction, but it got passed in. So then no, I um, just started yeah, chatting with the agent, I think. You never know. You never know with agents, you know. There's always other people involved. Right, right. Anyway. So, so um anyway, I ended up I up getting it for um uh, six hundred thousand flat. What year? That was two thousand is two thousand thirteen or fourteen.
1: Mm. Mm. Six hundred? Property prices double every ten years. What's it worth today, sitting as it is? Um as it is on one point two. So it's um it's doubled in less than ten years. Yep. And it's moving like crazy at the moment yep not a bad purchase for someone who'd know whether they've just bought it emotionally yeah yeah that was a little little fluke (laughs) (laughs) so you end up buying uh that place for six hundred thousand. yep and um it's one block away from the beach and you are in what i know now and on the sunshine coast is the golden triangle yeah can you explain that
0: so it's a yeah i guess a little pocket um Essentially, three sides, triangle, um, but it's sort of up on the headland. And so that, that sort of triangle out overlooks, um, overlooks the ocean. So
1: it's not like it's just one or two streets. It's like a, a fair bunch of streets that creates a triangle shape. Yeah, yep. Yeah, right, okay. Uh, right, yeah. So you buy that one. Again, you bought that one without any thought, theory, or background mm. behind it.
0: No, just close to the beach.
1: You also then go and a buyer's agent, you then get caught in the buyer's agency. Now we've got to be careful here because we together run a buyer's agent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the one thing that I always said was that, that I've always thought that buyer's agents have a conflict of interest because they get paid by finding you a property so they'll find you any shit. Yeah. Um, thankfully, we don't do that. Mm. You went I saw a buyer's agent.
0: I did. I did. I, 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 figured, I, got, I got sucked into the marketing and um, figured it was the... It was the right thing to do at the time. Like I had the spare cash. I was working away. I wasn't educated. They were educated. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I actually um, bought two properties through them. Two? I bought two, yeah.
1: So that one and? No, no. Not, so,
0: so not the one we live in? No, no, sorry.
1: Yeah, I, I'm more forward planning because I know the property. <laughs> um, so you bought one on the Gold Coast?
0: Yep, so they were both on the Gold Coast. Um, three bed, two bath townhouse and uh Two-bed, one-bath, unit. Unit. Unit, yep.
1: Um, the three-bed townhouse was in a complex. Like, it wasn't one, two, or three in no, the complex. It,
0: more. It's more than, yeah, 75, 75 or something, yep.
1: Yeah. Um, and the problem with that is, obviously, as soon as someone that needs to sell really quickly needs to sell at a lower price, that then establishes the price of your townhouse. Yeah, yep. Now, it wasn't... It was cash flow neutral-ish. Yeah, it was just sort of... A yeah. little bit a little bit pregnant, um, as we say, a little bit negative did, but not hurting you. No, no, it wasn't
0: hurting me. Um, had a few <laughs> shogun tenants, cats and things ended up in there and pulled up carpet and bits and pieces. Right. But um, yeah, it was about neutral. Um, and the unit? The unit was, was pretty much the same. Um, it was a older complex of maybe eight from memory. That um, wasn't far back from the beach either, um, but yeah, it wasn't doing much. I ended up um, doing Airbnb on that unit toward the end. Yeah, right. yeah, got a bit better return. Okay, doing that and, and then, sold it. And then sold it. I actually um, just before I sold it, so I had made some pallet furniture and all sorts of stuff and staged it with all this pallet furniture and and it was all second second hand couches and stuff. But it looked okay, like it wasn't bad. And then. Um, Yes, yeah, sold it. So it was all fully staged and everything when we, when we sold it. And um, they, they wanted my ballot furniture. So they, they took nearly all, they wanted nearly all, like pretty much all the furniture, but the, the sticking point was this one bar. And, um, and you wanted the bar. I wanted the bar. He I still got the bar too. It's it. downstairs. He made it <laughs> himself.
2: He was like not willing to let it go. Yeah. Still have they, it.
0: They took the rest of it, yeah. <laughs> so you took the bar. We took the bar, yeah. and So they took, there was a big fridge and stuff in there. Is that there the one
1: that you crazy. work from? No, uh, 2. no, that's the second. That's two 0, right. Yeah, that's the mm. second one. Yeah. The, the first on the one, one was downstairs. Right. <laughs> um, so at the same time, you have a PPR deal in
2: Nambour.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, sure. So that would- I mean, you
1: grew up in Namble. Yeah, and it well,
2: it's Rosemount.
1: Always been, always been known. Oh, sorry, Rosemount. Oh, sorry, up at Nambour Heights. Um, so you Nambour's. At the time, I wasn't known for the best... Suburb in, on the Sunshine Coast?
2: No, no. So Joel and I were looking for – so it was a PPR deal, but we were looking for something that we could renovate mm-hmm. and sell. So, um, yeah, we did our due diligence and we were looking for our budget where we could go um, that wasn't – we still wanted to live on the Sunshine Coast. We didn't want to move too far away. Um, and, yeah, it was sort of fitted a few um, of our criteria. So we ended up buying there. Um, so we lived in that one for 12 months while we renovated it. it
0: I think it was longer. I think it, was, I think it was just, like 18. just longer. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think yeah, I think we got it in May and we moved out in like the following July. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah, it wasn't too much.
1: Yeah. Okay, so um, let's take a step back uh, because the you had to meet at some point in time. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about that. You, Joel, were doing FIFO work. On I Oscar. had
0: just come home. Um, permanently from doing so I was actually I was traveling around Australia in my camper van and I was flying myself to and from work from wherever I was in my van so I was working three weeks on and then one week off I'd fly myself to my van and I'd keep
1: so you would have to go to a major city of some sort though
0: yeah so like Darwin anywhere there's a few spots over in WA yeah um and then I was actually working in WA so I, I ended up getting the van
1: because you were, working, months you, or you were working at that point. You'd gone to WA to do the FIFO work. Yeah, 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 right.
0: yep, yep. So I was there. I was out working over in the Pilbara. And um, anyway, I made my way across the top and then um, down into WA. And it was coming into Christmas and I'd, I'd had a week off work. I had my van at work at the time and I'd um, driven out to Exmouth for the week. And then on the way back, the van started coughing and spluttering and blah, da da here we go um and it took about <clears throat> what should have been about a three and a half hour trip back to work took over nine hours we got back like after midnight um yeah and the next day I knew a mechanic in town took it in and uh, he had a quick look at it and he's like oh, I think you've done the head and it was coming it was really close to Christmas he said we're going we're going over to France for um for Christmas for a month the van wasn't running I was like we're going to do so i just left the van there we were shutting down our project was finishing um and i thought i'll just fly home um until i get the van sorted and then come back and so while i was
1: home so wait you got home because your mum your parents none of your family knew no no nah,
0: nah, so no one knew i was coming home um except dad dad knew dad, dad, dad um came and picked me up from the airport <laughs> and then, um i was hot. did you get in trouble from your mum? yeah yeah going? yeah yeah so <laughs> I'm sitting there. It was early in the morning. I'd, I'd caught the red eye across um, at night, and then I was. Dad came picking up from the airport. I was hiding in the kitchen, and Mum walked into the kitchen. She'd been out walking the dogs or something. She come into the kitchen. I said, "Oh, Mum, can I make you a coffee?" And she said something like, "Mum, what the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: she's just freaked out. Then she just started bawling. That, that's mum. She starts bawling. Yeah. She bawls over some incredibly, incredible things, um, like high ropes and stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> she does. She does. Mum and dad are super active. They've done the um, Camino over in Right. Um, Spain. Yep. Yeah. But they've climbed... Mount Kilimanjaro. Mount Kilimanjaro. Yep. That one uh, that we're going to run. That one that we're going to run. Yep. They've yep. so yep. done that. They've done a lot. So yeah, super active.
1: So yeah, you're back, um, and you so, and you move back into.
0: Yeah. So I'd always um I'd always had a so it's that house is sort of um upstairs downstairs and I'd always kept a room for me downstairs, and um so for when I came home for a week while I wasn't working, and so yeah I was home, um, and the guys upstairs were having a party. Um, said, oh, haven't one of the boys having his 25th. Do you want to come along? said, so, yeah, sure, I'll come along. And um, lo and behold, Bianca was uh, one of the friends. So, because
1: <laughs> I've never really heard the detailed story. Like, did when Bianca walked in, like, was this shadow of light around her, and she glided into the lounge room? Like, when did you first notice each other?
0: Uh, we, we would have been out on the deck, I think. Was that, you'll probably yeah. have to correct me here. I think it was out on the deck. Maybe yeah.
2: you'll have to correct me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, pissed. You answer first. No. Um, no, I was on the deck and I just remember chatting to you out on the back deck and um, saying. So
1: was there a concerted effort? Did you go, there's a girl I want to go and talk to because she could be my future wife?
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was definitely, um, there was definitely. There was an attraction there from the straight away,
1: yeah. 100%. Um, And so, for those of you who are not watching this and listening to it, we haven't got the two most unattractive people on earth. Um, (laughs) We, uh, God forbid if you have an ugly baby. What happened there? Um, So, we'll get to the next part of that, but your nickname's Tarzan. Mm -hmm. Um, Where did that start? It started doing
0: FIFO right. and, um, yeah, just on a site. A couple of the boys, just eight star then. But any reason or just your looks? The, yeah, just the looks and the, and the hair, definitely. And then yeah. me in the gym of an evening, yeah, jumping right. around. <laughs> shirt stupid off. She was <laughs> not out at work, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I no, mean, nah, nah. okay. um, I, I do remember in that first meeting, they we um at home and. Bianca's telling me, like, Jesus, you should be putting a pool in the backyard here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The landlord, we need to talk. (laughs) Right. And
1: the pool just for fun
2: because well, the was,
1: ocean's a block away. That's
2: right. Well, okay. my friend lived there, and I was always around there, and I'd never met the landlord. So we were there quite often in the backyard in the little blow up pool. Right. So I was like, finally, my opportunity.
1: Set an ulterior motive. Yeah. So like, I'll talk to him. Yeah. Pretend I like him. Yeah. So he puts a pool in. No,
2: it wasn't that. But I just I thought it was a awesome it was a nice went. suggestion. Yeah. Um. That hey, this yeah. could be really good for you. It'd be
1: awesome if you went down to Big W and bought your blow up, <laughs> three hundred mil deep. So you can have a pool in pool. the backyard
2: yeah well, we already had one. that's we what we were using we yeah. already had that <laughs> is that what you were doing <laughs> we were doing that's why i was like oh perfect <laughs> it's time for an upgrade yeah right okay um uh, yeah. so you we talked
1: that night um did you yeah. get on straight away yeah, yeah.
2: definitely we talked we talked for hours mm. yeah then we got pizza
0: i think after that, the party
2: i think that's when he decided he really liked me because i was like we should order pizza <laughs> that was <it. laughs> and i paid for it so he was like Pff. oh Keeper, Job. keeper. Job done.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, so at the time, so you're now, well, did you make a decision to stay back permanently then or you still did foot?
0: Yeah, no, I stayed back permanently. So um, I, I'd always had in my mind to just start my own little earth moving business. And um, I'm not sure, had I bought any equipment at the, when I met you? I'm not sure. I it was, I think it, it was like
2: it was like sliding doors yeah, of yeah. you were just starting up the business. Um. Yeah.
1: All right, so you go um, and at, at what point in time um, it was before the Nambor purchase that you started getting some education? Just, just before, before, just before, yep. yep. And so did you purchase an Ember on purpose because of the education?
0: Yeah, yeah so, so we wanted to, we we definitely wanted to do a little little chunk deal. Yep. And so that
1: was what that was. So you know a little upslide of, of money, you know, get more back than what you put into it. Yep. Uh, the good thing for you is that, you know, as a FIFO worker at the time, you would have been listening to multiple podcasts because you're sitting in a machine for 12 hours a day. Yep. Yeah. Um, what are some of the podcasts that you listen to? Uh, Joe Rogan. Yep. Yep. yep um jocko yeah jocko Who's good yep and uh i love real estate yep um there's a guy there uh that did some of the early podcasts and i love real estate that guy's amazing i remember him saying if you do a renovation and you don't put a
0: <laughs> if you do a renovation you don't put a glass sliding door into an by open fault. Area. Yeah. by you got, got fault. something wrong
1: with you there's something wrong with
2: you <laughs> so what are we do in amber
1: did you put bifolds in? It
2: we didn't do bifolds, it was but we did like you this, like, it big. It was huge. It was really, really tall. We had to, like, cut open and yeah. big a bigger doorway because it was too high and yep. it flowed out to the deck. So, brilliant. Made no a difference. Absolutely.
1: 100%. Um, I mean, you look at my place down there, we've got 90 and a half metres of stackers. <laughs> like, we're not talking a three-metre stacker. Yeah. I go big. Um, <laughs> small as big. Uh, you Uh, big. So, you then go in and... You joined and start getting some educate, education and um, sold you sold Nambor after you joined hi yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, you didn't take the opportunity to buy it the, the first time that I got hi out there? No, no. That, Neil? that no. was Neil. You, you joined straight up.
0: Yeah. I might not have even been. Yeah. I don't think I was maybe involved in the whole thing when when you first started, first
1: started i'm not so sure it
2: was yeah. probably the second third the second round I just yeah Remember, he as soon as he started hearing about high res and you know positive cash flow and you know making sure you put yourself in the best position for the next one i just remember him being like i we need we need to do yes, this we yeah. need to do this um
1: and interestingly you know the facebook page the, the members only facebook page there's when someone joins you know, I was talking to you about this mm, the other day. Yeah. So as a teacher, if I went into a TAFE class, mm. I could tell, give me two hours, and I could tell, without having met anyone in the class, I could tell the bottom third, the middle third, and the top third of that class yeah. within two hours. Yeah. Mm. And um, and I also was talking to about this, that I had two, I'd, I'd moved to college. So when you move college, you get all the shit classes until you earn your, your stripes um and I had two first year classes so brand new never been to TAFE before most of them just out of school because the careers advisor says we well, can't read and write so you should go and you can't you can't add up numbers you go become a tradie, which is the thing you need the most yeah uh, and so one class I treated like super harshly you know, homework, turning up late, it just gave them a hard time. The other class I just mucked around like crazy and I chose the second class on purpose because they were the least talented as far as me being able to choose the classes. Mm-hmm. Um, the first six months when the first set of exams came around, the results came out, the second class that I treated like like just mucked around with the whole time outperformed the first class like streaks ahead. Mm-hmm. And so they're knowing yeah, clearly this is working. Yeah. So I then did it for the first class. They didn't know what had hit them in the... Um, in the second half of the year, because all of a sudden it was this different guy. What happened here? I know really quickly when someone joins high res, um, the questions that they're asking and the way that they're asking them, um, although they don't have the information, is all, is a clear indicator for me that that person's going to make it. I know it. I can see it. Mm. There's other people that have to try really hard to get that knack about themselves. And so the one thing I noticed really, really early on for you, Joel, was that the questions you were asking was, yeah, this guy's going to make it. And um, you just happened to be, end up being his girlfriend. Um, Lucky <laughs> me. <laughs> better half. Uh, better half. Um, so with all of that said, done, and you working with us, you sold Nambor at a profit, mm-hmm. yep. sold the unit. Sold the unit. Yep. Couldn't sell a townhouse. Couldn't sell it. No. Um,
0: I paid uh, 265 for it, and then yeah, I was trying to sell it. Uh, th- I think it was three years later, three or four years later. Started at 320, couldn't get 310, and I think it was even. I think the lowest we might have gone was offering it for 310, and we still couldn't get rid of it.
1: And they would lowball offers. So yeah, yeah, know.
0: under under three hundred with the offers coming through. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't really want to take that. So um, I ended up doing a little more, bit more research on that property and what um, what, what it could actually do for us. Um,
1: and it turned out that something could be done. So tested the market. Yep, so we tested the market. Because you and, didn't think it was an area where singles and couples would, would live.
0: No, nah, no. Nah. And and honestly, you know, it wasn't that close to, to shops and um, public transport and those sorts of things that we look for. So I, I wasn't really, I didn't think it would that work that well, but I did a test ad and the response was huge, huge. So, um, yeah, started feeling my way through. All right, well. Can it be done in a townhouse? What was sort of, yeah, what needs to happen, everything around, all around that? And then... Uh, By that
1: stage, Bianca had started to work with us.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: yep. Um, she had, yep. So working away way into the inner circle, I always find that that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> um, and, and because that's what it was, like I, uh, we, we've got a Slack channel on social quotes that I just think of at two o'clock in the morning. And um, there's one I put in today that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but sometimes it can roll down the hill. And that's about getting yourself away from, you know, where you've dropped from to get in around people that know much more than you do. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you're in the inner circle of where you want to go to, that makes a big difference. Um, so I don't yeah. deny that. I don't deny that. People might say, oh, yeah, but Bianca Jolla had it easy because they're in the inner circle now. They had to work to get to the inner circle. And mm. from that, you know, stuff comes too. Yeah. Um, before, before, so... To finish that story, um, <laughs> I was getting hammered on Facebook about what I was doing and people giving me a hard time about slum houses and you can't do this in any council and you can't get approval quickly and you can't do the conversions that quick. So we formulated a 48-hour challenge.
2: Yeah. We were like, let's do it. Not only can <laughs> we do it in a short space of time, let's do it in 48 hours. Yeah. Why wait a week yeah. when we can do it in 48 hours? Yeah. That was good.
1: It was so- hard. It was, and it was it was really great. I mean, we had a thousand people on the webinar. So mm. we started Tuesday clock, Tuesday Tuesday o'clock, Tuesday at six o'clock, and finished <laughs> at Thursday six o'clock. Mm. Um, you know, basically a video every hour. Um,
2: in the lead up, an hour
1: and a half for me, I think was maybe sleep in that forty eight hours. Yeah. So I was wrecked. Um, but we got it done. Mm-hmm. And
0: so, just for everyone, we made three. We took a. Three-bed, two-bath townhouse and turned it into three-bed, three-bath, um, three little ki- kitchenettes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in the space of 48 hours, which was very interesting. Like you said, there wasn't much sleep there. Absolutely. Um,
2: and it didn't just involve the, the additions, so there was an additional bathroom. We've added um, two kitchenettes. Um We moved the laundry, yep. added walls and doors and bits and pieces, but not only did we get the the renovation itself finished, we also staged it so at the same time at the same time, so when we went live at the end of the forty eight hours, we got to showcase what it would actually look like fully furnished and ready to go for tenants and um yeah, I think it's an amazing outcome
1: yeah um, went from three sixty a week to eight thirty yeah, yeah. eight
0: thirty. I think it's up at maybe 8.50, something yeah. now, maybe, well, yeah, it's no around lot. 8.50, yeah. Um, I think, I think what's interesting about that, too, is, um, you know, you know, know big, big thing that we spoke about, about in the lead up to that was the, um, you know, in your presentation that you do, the fastest growing demographic of homelessness homelessness in Australia at the moment is?
1: 50-55 female.
0: Yep, the yeah. first two residents we got in that was? In that women. age bracket. Yep, yep, women over the age of 50.
1: And absolutely loving... The ability to be able to save some rent, yeah, and get utilities included, and have their own space. Yep, which they didn't. They don't have that choice at that price point. No. Um, the third room took a little bit longer to fill.
0: Hmm. It did. Um, it, it didn't. Honestly, didn't take that long. It was a lead up to Christmas. I think two two filled straight away, and the third one was just in early January. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it was they a weren't. Young...
1: They're unsure about filling it with someone other than you know, a female or yes, something like that? Yes, yes, so because we
0: had two older females in there, um, the property manager was a bit unsure about um, uh, essentially putting a male in that third room. Um, it ended up We ended up having a young guy, I think in his 20s, um, going, he was super quiet. Um, it was a good mix.
2: They, yeah. they uh, The property manager let us know that um, they'd formed their own little community and they, like, would catch up often. So even though they had their own areas, like, they were – they'd become a little community within the household. So, yeah, it's, you know, everything that you talk about.
1: So that's now operating and doing its thing. Um, you go off and you start realising because of the education that the... I'll just add something
0: to that. <laughs> so we couldn't sell it for 320, we couldn't sell it for 310. And then after the after we did that conversion, which we did... We did that for 20 grand. I think you know the numbers about, about 20 grand. And we got a valuer in um, a couple of days after we finished the conversion. They valued it at 330. So they came in and valued it higher than, higher than, more than we could sell it for. So, anyway,
1: there's a good outcome. Good outcome. Great outcome. So, that because of education turned that property around, even though it was dud sold to you by a buyer's agent. Now mm-hmm. it just happens to be going up, but so is the rest of Australia, other than yeah. Sydney and um, Melbourne Central. Mm-hmm. Um, you realize because of the education that that emotional purchase of being near the beach because that's where you wanted to be it's not a bad block of land yeah yep there's um a few little things about that block that's positive
0: and uh did some research on that and uh yeah it turns out it's in medium density um you can subdivide it we can do a bunch of things there um which we're very we've got all the approvals now i mean we're just waiting for some builders quotes to come in and We'll be ready to go with that one. Probably talk about it a bit more.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it. So let's talk about what someone who wasn't educated was going to do at some... Like, if you didn't know what you could do on that property, what would you have done? Knock down the house and build a house that was big?
0: Yeah, big house. Um, Then also, um, you know, you go through different stages of the education, I suppose. And then... So then I looked at subdividing and keeping the house and selling the back block of land off. Um, Then I looked at... um, And so that was... Um, that was going to be the thing that I was going to do. I was going to keep the house and sell the back block, and then, um, you know, you get learn more and more along the way. And then I was going to. Did I
1: say to you at some point in time ago you won't be selling anything? Did I say that to you? I don't remember if I said something like that to you, but I do remember having a discussion about why would you sell it. Yeah, yeah, you don't I do. Need I, to I, just sell it. I do remember that. it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and then uh, we were going to keep the existing house, slide it to the rear because it couldn't stay where it was. It was. We couldn't get a driveway down past it. Could go to the rear, um, renovate that, and then build on the front one. But then we did the numbers on that. It wasn't great. Um, so they what were we went, okay. They were okay. But they were okay. Great. But, yep. you know, we could the, – the cost of the renovation, um, you know, we could probably have just built something um, almost right. brand new. for Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and you would st- would
1: still would have had a second-hand product, which yeah. is a problem I've got with, you know, houses that get moved from site to site. Mm.
0: So then um, the final thing that um, – we looked at, which came from the education, was now we're subdividing into two. We're building a duplex on the rear lot, three stories. Uh, One of them has a rooftop and will get ocean views. And then we're building our house on the
1: front lot um, that'll have three stories Um, rooftop as well. Your PPR will be getting approval for rooming? Yep, yep. So you're using the strategy of co-living in your own home where some people would say that's absolutely crazy yep just give us some numbers on this on your projections because we haven't started subdivision or anything yet by the end of this deal you'll end up with a duplex down the bottom plus your principal place of residence yep you'll be living on site top floor yep how many square meters on top floor uh, about a Hundred square meters top floor rooftop garden yep views of the beach yep Tell us what the uplift in value, so how much equity gain will you have? Definitely near a mil. A million dollars of equity uplift? hmm On a principal place of residence deal? Now, I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to presume I don't. But surely, Joel and Bianca, with you living there, it's going to, still going to cost you money to live there. <laughs> like, what's the cash flow going to be? Um, last
0: time we did yeah, last time we did the numbers, it was... Um, a bit over 50 grand. It'll be, now with everything that's happening, it'll yes. be closer to, I reckon, 70 grand.
1: So so just one second here. You're going to do a deal that's going to set you up with a million dollars of equity and a wage of $70,000 while you still live there um, for the rest of your life. That, that would do 80% of people in Australia. Yeah. One deal. 100%. Um, is it a unicorn? Possibly. You know, it's it's doable in other sites, and you know, but you just happen to stumble upon it in a good way, and you bought it at six hundred thousand. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely bought you know. well.
0: And you know, I, honestly, I, I got lucky, hundred
1: percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, it's, it's, but it's but the lucky, lucky is you know, you
2: know the lucky is acquiring it. I think the work that went into well, what else can I actually do with this? Yeah. The exploration to actually figure out what you can do to maximise its potential. That's where the uplift has come from.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. You know, Doing what we were originally thinking of doing
1: Compared to would have been, yeah. Yeah, you're right, you're dead, dead right. So luck, learning under the correct knowledge, that's, that's what the acronym for luck is, yeah. you know. Um, and I don't believe in anything such as luck or coincidence, but you know. Again, things don't happen just for a reason. They happen because they were motivated to be a reason. Um, all right, so that's great little deal. Uh, you buy a block of land in the infamous Namble, Um and you decide to put a duplex on it. Yeah. <laughs> Good little deal.
2: It was, it was actually one of those ones when you talk about there's no such thing as coincidence. We actually had a contract on another block of land to do a duplex build and long story, but basically at the very last minute, the seller pulled the contract from us, which is unheard yeah, of. Yeah. In, in a, not in a great market at the time either. Not yeah. in a great market at the time. Um, the guy was The guy had probably pushed something through and hadn't actually finished the DA as he was supposed to, which he knew we knew. So um, he got the opportunity to pull the contract. So and he because did.
1: because there was a condition in the contract to say that you could, um, well, either party could remove because it wasn't a tight proper title yet because the conditions of consent hadn't, even though they had been given the conditions, but they hadn't completed all the conditions. Right. He decided to use that to pull out. Yeah,
2: yeah. Do we, you think
1: that was because he was pissed off with you, or because
2: we you got no we asked for an extension because of finance. Yeah. Um, we had conditional approval. Um, And it was kind of down to the the wire and we're sort of waiting on feedback from the sister, which didn't come through. Um, And when we hadn't satisfied that clause, Mm -hmm. the next day we'd asked for, well, do we have the extension? And we had unconditional finance approval the next day. He didn't extend. Always happens. So um, it was, it's happened a few times. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we, it was just by, I would say a good agent. Um, You know, he, someone said, well, what about this one? because um, I rang up another block and I was like, oh, no, that's probably not really what we're looking for. But we looked at it and the set of plans that we had for the original block fitted on it perfectly. So, same well, sewer
0: easement, same, same everything. Same
2: thing. So, you know, we ended up with the same deal just in a different location um, and this one came off. So
1: um, Purchase a land under
2: 200 yep. which you wouldn't get at the moment because um, no, the market's no moving
1: way. so quickly. Yep. And uh, build cost?
2: $440.
1: So all in for about 700 of oh, yeah, costs yeah. and bits and pieces Yeah,
2: council contributions yeah,
1: and, that and that just over so it's just over 700. So just over $700,000 um refinance has just been valued mm-hmm. um and it's just going through now. What's the um refi on it? So it was 880. 880 in value. Yeah. So you're getting all your money back. Just, just about. Yeah. very close, yeah. And cash flow because they've rented so these are places that would normally rent for 45500 and you're getting
2: we're getting. Oh, I haven't it done fun number
1: We getting get nine hundred aside. Yeah. So it's it's instead it's of getting nine, instead of getting nine hundred, you're getting eighteen hundred. Yep. Yep. Uh, what's the cash flow on it? It's a bit over Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Yep. Thirty-eight. Um, that's a good outcome.
2: It's a good outcome. Um, Deal for free.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't cost you any money. What's the return on that one? Well, it's infinite because yeah. you can't calculate for something you haven't got money in. That's right. Um, which is pretty good. Now
0: learned a lot on that one too
1: learned a lot, mm-hmm. yeah, you had a um you went to go to do the strata title because it's a you know, um because you can build a duplex without needing to go to council, you go through a private certification process, but the council has to sign off on the strata mm-hmm. they in the middle of you've got approval, but they changed the rules, so you wouldn't be able to do the same thing no the, not right now yeah, no um, and they pushed back and made you put in a full d a anyway, yep, yeah. yep, which was a bit of fun, yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, there's been definitely learnings throughout that DA and through the accepted development process and everything, but then also through um, getting the titles at the back end and um, the refinance. And there's definitely been a lot of learning. Good
1: learning, good learning for what you're about to do on the PPR. Yeah, yeah so what process-wise,
0: that you know the PPR one was actually first, and I really wanted to do a small little deal, dip our toe, and you know try and iron out, and you know. Any issues that you're going to come across, there's always going to be new issues on every deal. But if we could just get get the process down and sort of know what comes next, um, that's, what, that's what we really wanted to do. So that's why we went and did that little cheaper one, which turned out to be a really good little one anyway.
1: So everyone's thinking and listening to you and going, God, they've had an easy run. Yeah, they probably did a little bit of work and some restless nights, maybe one or two of them, or whatever. And surely nothing, you know, surely everything's just worked out perfectly. <laughs> You go and um secure a corner block deal um, funded in a particular way uh, as part of the contract you um, you say you ask whether you can put plans in the council beforehand now yep. this is a block that's on a corner, has a house existing house on it. everyone's thinking, oh, I'll just knock down the house and put two blocks of land in
0: yep, there. yep, or you might get one extra one off to one side of it
1: but the numbers didn't work doing it that way
0: no, nah, so everyone. I had a look at it. It was in the right zoning, and I was, I was looking at it, and I got out there, and I stepped out my steps, you know, from where I think a boundary would be yeah. to the other boundary. His meter? Yeah, my yeah, meter steps. Yeah, and um, I thought I reckon you get three out of this, and I rang our planner, and um, she's like, I've had a few few calls about this one. I said, yeah, look, I want to want to do a one into three, keep the house. One I I into three, and she's like, I've had a few calls that are only for one into two or townhouses. I said, oh yeah, I reckon I'll get a one in three. She's like, oh yeah, everything looks good from my perspective. So yeah, we negotiated on it. Um, We ended up getting a um, 60 day due diligence period. Uh, So it had already fallen over once on finance. Um, We ended up securing it for, they wanted 420. I think we got it for 390. Mm -hmm. Um, 60 day due diligence, 60 day finance period. Um, throughout that time I had the block surveyed, um, had a whole plan of development drawn up and also all the op works lodged it all with council. Um, and then we were doing this one in a JV and, uh, it was only, uh, might've been a couple of weeks before our 60 days was up and he, and he sort of said, oh, I'm, I'm having some issues with finance. I said, Oh, what's going on? He said, Oh, cause we've got a, cause we've got a, a, DA lodged on it. Um, the bank that he had the pre-approval with, um, didn't like that and said they wouldn't fund it. So his broker was scrambling around trying to find someone else. I got him onto our broker and they said, so, but we must've been like maybe a week out at this stage. And they said, look, it's going to take at least two weeks, just letting you know. So we had all these plans in there, lodged with council and, um, the d day came we asked for an extension he gave us he gave us a week extension um, The week was up and um, we still didn 't have finance approval. We asked for another extension and he didn't he never got back to us and then it was a Thursday He um, canceled the contract terminated the contract and then we got finance approval on Friday way of
1: the day after. Oh, way of the day after. <laughs> um, and so, I think they know that. Mm. Uh, I reckon they, they judge how far we push this in the bank mm. and go, oh, all right, we're pretty happy with them, but it's Thursday. We know that the contract goes unconditional today. Mm. Let's just offer it tomorrow just so we can lower our risk. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I was gutted. I'd, I'd been negotiating. Negotiated on that for maybe four, at least four months, worked out what we could do with it and then worked on it for another couple of months with the plan of development, the opworks and everything. So you went back to them and said, we've now got
1: approval. Mm-hmm. Can we reinstate the contract?
0: Yeah, reinstate it. Agent said, it's already under contract for
1: asking price. So there was a backup contract sitting there for 420 Four twenty. Yeah. So um, So now here you've got a set of plans sitting in council, which you pulled out. Put, we we didn't so we hadn't paid for the application at the right, time. Right, but I they were sitting there. They were sitting there, but That's, everyone can get everyone access can, to them.
0: Can see them, yeah.
1: So here you are, with everyone can see what can be done now. They're all throwing numbers around and going, Holy shit, this is a good deal. Um, bought it for four twenty. All the contact details, the surveyor, mm-hmm. planner, yep, planner, everyone's engineer's
0: there. Engineers right? on there, and so it was a it was a shitty little couple of weeks for me, I guess. Yeah. Um, just uh.
1: Yeah, coming to terms with what had happened, um, I, I have to say that um, I didn't notice it that much.
0: Yeah, B probably noticed it at home. It was mainly the first few days. Hey, yeah,
2: I think it's like anything when you've put a lot of time and energy, and you you know you've got this fantastic idea, and then to lose it at the you know at the last minute, oh, yeah. and for it to be something that potentially was avoidable as well. Um, you know, there was still learnings in it for both of yeah. us Understood. through that process. Like we walked away and we well, what, what could we have done yeah. um, to avoid that situation? But I think, yeah, it's just... In hindsight, it probably it just, the only thing
1: that could happen was that if he knew that there was a funding problem happening, not to tell you two weeks beforehand, it That's should right. have been three or four weeks yeah. beforehand.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we should have been more on it to be yeah. checking up with him, hey, how's it all going? So there was learnings for um, for, for
1: both, both parties, 100%. So there's an update to this story because, lo and behold, <laughs> the property comes back on the market. Market starts to go crazy. Yep. yep. So, um, uh, six, it's about six months. Yeah, yeah so, so I
0: just – we'd put it to bed, you know, done and dusted, move on to the next one. And then, uh, yeah, I have certain alerts um, on realestate.com and what do you know? Bing! <laughs> there's an alert comes up and, uh, yeah, it's back on the market. Um, now, offer's over five thirty-five. dollars 35 I went in
1: and had a look. There's my plan and development sitting, sitting in a, a real <laughs> com ad. Yeah, yeah. As subject to council approval. Yeah, yeah. So um.
2: Something that we had for three ninety. Yeah. Six months later. Yeah.
1: Five thirty five. Five thirty five offers over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, now the plan is getting multiple calls because yeah. here's a plan, and it's probably the surveyor probably got a thousand calls yeah. as well. Um, what we talk about. Going in and do it, still worth it. Like the, the market's moved, you're paying an extra thirty or forty thousand dollars for each parcel of each land. Each block, yeah. Um, but it goes under contract within days. Yeah, yeah straight away. Went,
0: went under contract, contract five fifty cash cash, cash, cash offer, cash. Yeah. yeah. So. It's so like they, it all come back again. You know, and oh, and then this whirlwind of like, stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> so
1: they've made one hundred thirty k in six months. Mm. I think it's a stupid idea um, to have sold it. Mm. I still think there's movement in there and there's upside in the development. Like they're obviously just not experienced, maybe. So,
0: so there's definitely. Um, our plan of development showed the one into three. So, it was a one into three subdivision, um, retaining the existing house and flicking it. Um, but there was no there was no mention of what we wanted to do yeah. with those blocks of land.
1: Right. So, they've got no idea of the duplex part of it. No. Because you would have put a duplex on each On and each, yep. each one. All right. So. Learned heaps. 100%. It was like, um, you know, I feel like we pa- we paid for education on that one too. You know, it's, go it's hex
2: 100- That's right. It is one hundred percent uni degree.
1: Else, yeah, a uni degree in it in one in deal. Experience. Not bad. Um, so then you start thinking, okay, we've lost that one. We've got going to gonna have to move out of the PPR to build it. Um, PPR's in your name. Mm. Bianca could do a PPR deal while you are not living in the Golden Triangle. So yep. you go looking for this property deal, yeah. yeah. Find one. Find one. Medium density. Yep. Yeah. You know. Corner block. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the unicorns that no one's you can't get the unicorns, no, but they're out there. They're out yeah. There if you know what you're looking Interesting, for. Interesting because I've spoken to three people that it looked at that and said they couldn't make it work. Yeah. Right. So those unicorns just were horses, and you put the horn on it. Tell us what your original thoughts were that property was.
2: So original thoughts were to maintain the existing house. It was pretty run down we're um, gonna do it
0: as a, as a ppr for you though yeah, so yeah. We're gonna,
2: yeah. um like it it wasn't no it, a quick it, reno on it yeah a quick reno but when we got the building and pest well, well the <laughs> building and pest inspection is a funny story because joel
1: and i turned up for the building and pest and as soon as i turned up and i heard these guys talking oh and are uh, these guys yeah. and these guys are knobs um but like, it's it was incredible because <laughs> I knew there was a slump in the floor. Yeah. And, slump, and I'm talking to Joel and Bianca going, it's pretty easy. i fix a slump in the floor. We'll just get <laughs> just some bottle jacks. We'll just <laughs> jack it up. We'll put some <laughs> bricks or something in there in the short term. And then, you know, we can do a quick reno. You'll be able to live in there and be comfortable enough. There's a bit of asbestos, but, um, you know, get the house right is going right. to go eventually anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I the, you know, fair slope in the floor. Like, there's humps all over the place. And I went and looked under the... Um, house when the building inspectors were there and I went, holy crap, Like that's something I've never seen before. So these are timber stumps, you know, big round hardwood posts um, of like trees mm. that were cut down put in and holding up the house but the termites had eaten through the bottom of it and every time the um, termites had eaten the bottom of it, it would sink into the ground and then they'd eat more and it'd sink in the ground. So these things, some of them have fallen over but some of them don't even exist, they were sitting in the dirt, right? Um, So I go, oh, I can see why that w- would have been a bit of an issue for the floor. It's still a fixable thing. Like it, you know, we would have been done by lunchtime. Yeah, um, done by lunch, for sure. <laughs> just putting some new piers in, screw pipe. <laughs> like we could just concrete some piers in, get some adjustable heads, get them up into where it needed to be. And that would have been easier to fix. Mm-hmm. But th- that didn't quite work out
2: no so i can't even remember what happened now so many things i think it was something so, to do with funding it was yeah. to do with finance yeah. yeah
0: it was funding yeah we just didn't have the capacity
1: to do it so yeah
2: well. finishing off because the you had to do deal. that one
1: on, you were going to do yeah. that one on your
2: own yeah and we weren't quite finished with the other duplex yeah. by the time we refinanced just timings weren't lining up yep. um so we we had it under contract and we were you know yeah, if everything if everything went perfectly which sometimes it never does in property never <laughs> sleepless it, never does. <laughs> it never does um there is just as long as it takes there is no perfect um you know in a perfect world it would have stacked up timing wise but we realized you know we're sort of approaching and we're like look we're not we're not going to have enough time to finish this one and move into that one um so um yeah we spoke to our jv partner again from the from the, the one deal, into three one, yep. and said look there's you know a there's a deal here are you interested um so we did the numbers on that so yeah it'll um it'll be another subdivision one lot into two so, so wait,
1: wait before we get there, yeah. so so you get that so these building and <laughs> there's a guy there and uh, i'm talking to the agent and you know the market just started to go crazy yeah yep yeah, so what'd you pay time. for that 5.75 and you'd probably sell it for seven today. i reckon we go close yeah, yeah. yeah. um so I then, you know, things are happening, there's two, there's, a, there's two building inspectors that work together and I go out the front, standing at the front and he, one of them comes out and uh, he goes, he looks at me and goes, you know what, I reckon it's not a bad block, like if you could fix the house up, you put a granny flat in the backyard. And um, so then Joel walked around the corner And I said, Joel, this guy reckons That we could probably get a granny flat in the backyard And Joel goes, yeah, seriously? Really? Oh, look, that would be awesome, right? So he wanders off (laughs) So what you're about to hear Is what they're going to do on the deal, right? And so I reckon that he'll be be sitting in in the pub In the RSL or the bowling club across the road Drinking with his mates one day And going, see that young couple? I told him to do that, (laughs) which is not a house and granny flat. What are you looking at doing on it?
2: So the real plan (laughs) is to do a subdivision. And um, now that there's two parties involved, um, the existing house will go. Um, So we'll end up with two parcels of land medium density, so we'll do a duplex on each. Um, but basically at the point of subdivision, we'll get a parcel of land each and then JV partner will get theirs. They can build what so they'd the like. So split will happen
1: at point, yep. titles will go both ways. Yep. That's
2: right. And then um, we'll build another duplex there, so.
1: You could PPL that one.
2: Could, at that point in time. Depend. We'll probably. Then you'd, have another
1: one. then you'd have another one outside of a trust, which would asset protection wise, not great. Yeah,
2: so the plan is to do it um, not as PPR, um, just do it as... Will that
1: uh, one be finished before, before the pe- then your PPR? PPR? Uh, okay. the
0: f- probably before the front one, yeah. yeah. The duplex. Yeah. Our duplex.
1: that We're about to start it. We finished. But you're going to... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's not talk about it on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so you're doing okay? We're doing... Yeah. yeah. I, so I, I, on top of the complete pivot we've done in our business and you two being the key to personnel... That have made a change for me. It's good. What's the plans? What's the big picture? I mean, we we did the Machu Picchu marathon together. I keep on pushing you to the Kilimanjaro. I don't expect you to. Um, it's a whole bunch of people. I mean, you're you're in you're in sales. That's how how you've learnt, Bianca. What you do? Yeah. Previously, you worked. Uh, uh, this is the thing that does my head in. Previously, you worked for a um, a car. Yeah. yeah. Um, retailer, yep. and you were working in there, and you couldn't. That was just before our job, so yeah. you went from there to here. Yep. Um, your thing, like my thing, is that there's a whole bunch of people that will sell anything to anyone mm-hmm. to get the commission. That's right. You, you yeah. told me about a young couple that came in, and the-
2: yeah, um, when I was working for Scarlet dealership, I was seeing people come in and finance themselves up to their ears, but I think. And that just didn't sit right with me. Um, but there was this one particular couple that um, they bought this luxury car. Um, it was about a hundred and twenty thousand. It was it should have been one hundred and eighty thousand, but it was a demonstrator, and they needed to move it, and it came down to about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. So there was luxury car tax. Um, you know, the um, female was the sort of breadwinner in the family, so she had a certain amount to dedicate it to a car but yeah their repayments and i just couldn't fathom how they were going to fund it um their repayments i can't remember what they were off the top of my head but it was like
1: i think you said three and a half grand a month or something
2: yeah it was something astronomical a week like it yeah it was astronomical and i just thought You know how are they ever going to get ahead doing something like this like and you know they went ahead with it but i just i knew pretty early on that it wasn't really an industry for me um just seeing people you know they get caught up their material things and they have to have it when they really shouldn't you know there's probably more beneficial things that they could buy to put themselves in a stronger position because the moment they drive that car out it's gone it's lost its its value it's lost its value so um yeah i I wasn't there very long (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I guess... So,
1: then you came here and so the point behind that is mm. that, you know, you've got a whole bunch of... Like, we run a business based on ethics and mm. not signing people up when they can't afford it. That's right. You know, how many people have turned away? Mm. And two, you know, there's quite a few of them that have gone away, um, saved what they've needed to save mm-hmm. to get to where they need to get to to come back and be able to join. That's right. It's why I don't offer... I, I offer a payment plan, but it's not worth taking the payment plan. No. I do it on purpose so That's people right. don't do that. Um and you know and i don't want people putting stuff on credit card if they can't afford it okay (laughs) you've done really well for yourself you've got stuff happening there's um things going on in all areas of your life you have Bought yourself a motorhome to live in while you're building the PPR, which is just everyone's dream. Yeah, Don't know if it'll stay a dream for too long, but um, we'll see what happens. He
2: keeps saying 12 months. I'm like, nine? No. Nine?
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> you'll <laughs> be looking forward to take care of people's houses. On
2: well, people have said, oh, c- can we borrow it? I'm like, 100%. Let's book people in once a month for a week, and then we can do three weeks on the road, look after someone's house. Let's swap. Yeah. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's a great
1: outcome. <laughs> um, you, for a, for a couple, couple of your age, your age and um, I know there's a, there's an age difference between you, um, but I, I look at back at the same age time and I wish I would have had more fun and you two look like you're having fun. Mm. Yeah. I could ask you what would you say to anyone that's listening right now and all that, but I think it's pretty obvious. Just be really good looking.
0: Look, for me, I guess um, I can you know, probably get a couple of points out um don't overextend yourself don't go and buy a flash car and you're paying it off it's just bad debt it's going to stop you in your tracks from moving forward like i'm still driving a 2000 (laughs) model holden rodeo youth that's full of rust right
1: I don't. I don't need anything
0: else. That people can. People driven.
1: can. People can judge your shitty car. Go for it. Have a look at my fucking cash flow, dude. Yeah, go for it. Yeah.
0: You know, um, I don't mind. We've got the motorhome now. Like we're going to be selling all the cars. We'll keep the anchor's little, little buzz box and buzz around. If people want to judge, go for it. I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses. It's, yeah. we're extremely happy doing doing it the way we're doing it. Um, so that's one point. Um, two. Um, if you want to. If you want to. I guess dive into to the property to the property world get some education you know like you know we've talked about our success um and it's come from us working hard but it's also come from um you know people that we've surrounded ourselves with such as Ian Christine and um you know the whole small is new big community um and once you start doing that um I think you know things will just you know evolve to you like the amount of you know we came on board. We came on board as a um, uh, someone in the office to to help out part time. Help out part time.
2: <laughs> and I was going to teach yoga. Help out part time and teach yoga, and then a week later, full time.
1: Welcome, welcome <laughs> to the vortex. Absolutely. Um, and I so loved I suck it. You I loved the
2: vortex. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. And
1: then so Joel sucked into, sucked the, into vortex. the vortex.
0: Yeah. Um, but you know, it's um. You took us in you took us in you took us into mastermind um, you know we've not only become work colleagues we're good friends and um, you know there's just so much gratitude from us to to both yourself Christine and you know everyone else in in the office that we've got here it's just a huge thank you and we we wouldn't be where we are today we definitely wouldn't be sitting here we wouldn't be talking about all the things that we're doing um, if we hadn't have made that jump um, you know got the education and then it's led us to to be here with you now.
1: It's often a question I ask myself. It's often a question I ask myself. I say, out of the success stories that, you know, turn up and there's lots of them, would they have achieved it without me? You know, and I can't take any ounce of credit for your success as much as I can't take any credit for your failures. All I can do is provide something in front of you for you to be able to do something with Mm. and you've done something with it. You know, and what it, you know, I love I love International Teachers Day. That's where they, you know, they always release a video of some sort where they bring the old students back and yes. the impact they made on that person. Mm. And I, you know, without getting too sentimental about it, I know that there's people that get impacted in a positive way just from anyone, and um, that's what ticks my box. Mm. That's why I do what I do, I suppose. You're very
2: good at it. Mm. Oh, stop it <laughs> so no i think like in terms of for our age like we often get people just sort of like how are you, how are you doing what you're doing and i actually asked joel i said oh do you ever get people asking you <laughs> how and he's just like not really <laughs> and i'm like oh i i often get people sort of be like so what do you guys do like how did how did you how do you know how to do that like w- you know, and they're starting to ask questions. And um, and it just comes back to the simple thing. And I'm super grateful for Joel because I certainly, I was, when I met Joel, I was wanting to buy a property. My mum and dad were talking to me about like, look, you're earning good money. You should be looking at investing in property, which I wanted to do, but I had this mindset of that it was going to lock me in and I wouldn't be able to travel and do what I wanted to do because I'd have to stay in a job to pay for this thing. So I hadn't actually committed to anything, And I was really grateful for when I met Joel, like he was into property and we started talking about it and we got educated. It opened the door of possibility and we stumbled across high res, which is all about a property that pays for itself and pays you. I'm like, X, (laughs) sign me up. Um, So, you know, that really sort of ticked my box. But I think for anybody of any age, you have to do different to what everybody else is doing because if you... You know, if you're wanting an outcome and you're not getting it because you're, you're investing or well, not investing but purchasing flash cars or, you know, your first house is a brand new house that, you know, is in a – that's been marketed to you and it looks nice and you're trying to get to the end goal straight away, like you're going to put yourself behind before you've started. Yeah. So I think that's – and don't be afraid to, yeah, start small and mm-hmm. – um. 100%. And just it's cruel. It's cruel. also
1: interesting when you go and see a lot of the friends around you and, you know, you know, I know one particular story where you went and saw someone and said, mate, you should be designing a house with this bit in here mm. and this here because you've got multiple outcomes and adaptable house. Mate, it's not that type of house. Mm. It's not that type of house. They just don't want to listen to that shit, mm. do they? Mm. Um, and I early on was trying to force myself upon people who would say, you know, you should be doing this and I'd be really upset when they wouldn't do it. And I, I learned pretty quickly that. They'll do it when they're ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: They're not, you know, they may not be ready for that information yet um, and they'll come around. I'm sure I was probably hard to deal with at the start. I still wanted to keep going out for smashed avo all the time. There was a lot
0: of pushback at the start for sure.
2: Um, You still
1: still get your smashed (laughs) avo. I didn't
2: want to give up my nice little comfy lifestyle that I had, but I realised if I kept doing that, I wasn't going to have, you know, and I think that's, once you change your mindset and yeah i was obvious i was spending a lot of money on things i didn't need to spend money on but i'd sort of just started that way and i kept going down that path so i think there's a mindset shift that needs to happen um but yeah and,
1: and it's not forever it's, it's not, not forever, forever. No, it's that now now's the test that when you get to that point where you say have i reached it yet because that's the awakening i had Mhm. Not realising that I was already there at a point where I didn't have to keep on doing it, yep. and you've seen Karina do it a year ago. Yep. Like she was so gun ho about, you know, she she'd achieved that what she needed to do to be able to do what she wanted to do, but she kept on going. Yep. There was no, and she had to go into a depression to be able to realise that. Mm. Yep. Um, so, so Joe and Bianca, thank you for being part of Small Talk Big Ideas.
2: Thanks for having us. Thanks that for having us.
1: Fun. It's been good. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> So there you go, Joel and Bianca out there kicking ass everywhere, doing amazing amazing things in all the things that they're doing, not only in our business, but out there in the property world, ending up with ridiculous positive cash flow coming from the properties they do and equity outcomes as well. Um, What you don't know is that straight after the podcast, Joel did not propose to Bianca. As always, you can follow all my podcasts and uh, in all the social media channels, you've got the website in ugata.com.au. You, and we'll catch you on the other side for the next podcast. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Small Talk Big Ideas podcast. We hope we've succeeded in our goal to inspire and challenge you. And we look forward to catching
1: you on the next episode of Small Talk Big Ideas with Ian Ugarte.